Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we're dedicated to helping product-based business owners turn into revenue-generating, successful, happy product bosses. I'm Jacqueline Snyder. And I'm Nina Kunlosita. Together through digital courses, coaching, and masterminds, we've helped over 50,000 students from startup to multi-million dollar businesses scale their sales while blending in their dream life. It gets lonely out there in the product business world. We fully believe a business shouldn't be built alone. There's room at the top for all of us. So let's get scrappy and creative together, Product Boss, to be profitable, make more sales, and grow your visibility. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Okay, today is a huge conversation about something that's really happening within our Multi-Stream Machine community. So Multi-Stream Machine is our signature course and program where we help people get more sales, more customers, and make more profit. And one of the biggest conversations we're having right now is how to get more customers. Like that is one of the number one things that people are talking about. They want more traffic and they want more customers because ultimately more customers means more sales and more profit. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing that we talk about all the time. I feel like that everybody is like, how do I get more eyes on my business? Right. How do I get more customers? And so today is going to be kind of a little like we get that that question and this is going to be kind of like that quick Q&A. How do I get more customers? What are some ways? And we want to share with you five ways that you can get more customers to your products. Yeah. And if you want more help with this, you can join us inside of our free workshop and challenge um, at theproductboss.com slash best. And this is absolutely something that we support our students in multi-stream machine in. And so if you're a student, you know that we're helping you in this. And if you're not a student yet, the doors will be opening in just a couple of weeks. So make sure um, to get into the challenge to be the first to know. Okay. I want to say that URL again, because um, you didn't mention they're free. They're totally yeah. free. Yeah. These workshops and the challenges are totally free. And it's such a conf- fun conversation to have is how to get more customers, how to make more money. And that's everything that we teach you in this, the best, um, the Product Boss's Guide to Your Best Year Yet workshop series, as well as um, the Best Seller Secrets Challenge that is coming up. And that is at theproductboss.com slash best. And the link is in the show notes. Yep. Okay, so we're going to talk about the five ways to get more customers. So the first way is kind of the old school, traditional way. And this is making, we call it warm calls, but it's the idea of cold calling or warm calling or just straight up picking up a telephone. (laughs) Yeah, I wanted to mention this because the thing is, people get really scared to call people. I mean, this is coming from somebody who downloads the Domino's app if I have to order a pizza, right? But the way that you don't want to call Domino's. Yeah. I do not like to talk to people on the phone. So don't feel like that is the way. However, I would if it was wholesale. Now, this is the way that we saw a lot of people be successful in the wholesale realm was they took our multi-stream machine strategies and warm called people, right? That were potential wholesalers, potential stockists, and um, were able to really create relationships. And that is where it's done. Not by ordering pizzas, by literally warm calling with our strategy. Unless you're sending them pizzas to bribe them into buying from you. Um, so so to get more customers is kind of that traditional way, right? You pick up a phone or you have you you locate the customer you want to 
talk to or interact with that, you know, sometimes that's um, individuals and sometimes it's business to business and you actually connect with them. Now we're saying cold calls, warm calls, which is picking up a phone, but that's the same idea of sending an email, you know, shooting a direct message. It's, it's a form of communication where you are doing the outreach to a potential customer, right? So it's a lot of effort on your part, but nonetheless, it's worthy effort because that's the way to get more customers. I mean, so many of you want to make 10 sales a week. Imagine yeah. if you picked up the phone, sent a message, sent an email directly to people who are your key customers and connected with them, you could make 10 sales because you've sent the message. Yeah. And when Jacqueline said email, it's not the email that's like the mass email. Yeah. You know, this direct emailing is like you get into your Gmail account and you email that person a personal message. Like this. Hey, Nina, we're launching Multi-Stream Machine next week. Would you, I think this would be a great fit for you. Would you like to talk more about it? Yeah, exactly. Right. It's not the, you know, generic message out to anybody. So when we're saying cold calling, it's the outreach that is highly personalized relationship built. So the second way, which so many of you know that you need to be doing this, and sometimes we struggle with this because it feels like a lot, is to make content. So making content is all sorts of forms of content. In recent years, it's been social media, right? Like content creators, um, creating videos, uh, you know, images, quotes, all the stuff. But prior to that, people made other forms of content. I mean, you come from... Um, you come from marketing, like with mailers mm -hmm. and... Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And that is is literally direct mail and uh, collateral, right? Right. Print collateral. So when you're thinking about content, you know, we're going to come out with an episode, I believe it's this week, that's about um, um, shiny object syndrome, right? And we talk a little bit about um, the how we are creatives, I think that this is the one that fits the best with that creative bone. You know, instead of the shiny object syndrome, could you all really make content in a creative way, right? As creative entrepreneurs, this actually, I know that Jacqueline said it feels like a lot. To me, this feels like the most fun, the most potential, you know, like make some videos, um, create some really creative emails, um, create a, you know, um, I don't know, like... It, a display or a print um a print collateral thing like what I was talking about or a um insert for your boxes that you ship out or uh, packaging that fits into the content that you're distributing whatever it is those are all bits and pieces of content of why they need to buy from you why your product is relevant to them and that is really what making content is in this scope yeah because making content means you're putting something out there in the world in some sort of creative space mm -hmm. um, where, where customers, potential customers are going to happen upon that piece of content. So, you know, if we think about Instagram with reels or we think about TikTok with videos, we obviously reach the people we reach that follow us, which could be potential customers. And then potentially it expands past that and other people find this content and they consume it. So yeah. the idea of getting more customers is that you, again, it goes back to putting yourself out there and creating content, tons of like tons of bits of content. Now, we if we talk about this from a podcast perspective, and, and you'll see this, we record this podcast, which is a piece of content. 
And then you'll see us advertise it on our social media, for example, on our Instagram, and we'll have clipped it down into a short piece of content for you to say and say, hey, go listen to the podcast. And then we'll have clipped that and we'll put it on YouTube and say, hey, go follow us. By the way, all of you go subscribe to The Product Boss on YouTube. And you can watch this video and you can watch us interact or you can watch smaller bits of content. So the idea is, is like, let's say you're a maker. And let's Mm -hmm. say you record yourself making the product or you record yourself doing a photo shoot of the product. You can clip and cut and share all those tiny bits of content in lots of different places. So you don't have to always come up with creative dance videos or like hop on the latest trend. And you don't even, let's say you do one video in that first week and you take four different clips from there and you show one of those clips per week. You know, it doesn't have to be a new video every time just to take take a different clip because you're you're probably literally making all the time anyways. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it doesn't mean that because you showed it once that you should never talk or show about it again. How many soap makers do we watch videos from over yeah. and over where we watch them pour all different kinds of soaps, right? They pour it into the little, into the block. They slice the bars. They take it out. They slice it. They slice it again. They put the, you know, they package mm-hmm. it. We <laughs> they put we the all... odds and ends into a little baggie to use in a scrubby baggie, whatever yeah. those are called, you know? <laughs> so record yourself doing your day to day and then clip it out and make content because the more people follow and watch you and they're they're into it, the more they get to know, like, and trust you. And then they're more likely to become customers. So remember, number one is cold calls or warm calling, which we teach inside a multi-stream machine. Number two is making content, which we do teach also to our students in there. Now, number three is something that we don't always talk about so much, but it's definitely, this is a way that most of us think if we want to get more customers, we usually think this is the way to do it, which is paid ads. Yeah. Um, we do talk a bit about this in Multi-Stream Machine in the social media section, because I do think it's important for people to know that there's the paid versus organic options, right? There's plenty of people that we know that just out the gate do really well with paid ads because they tried it, it hit really well, the messaging was right on. And then there's other people uh, that do it more organically and it's slower. And this is how we prefer to teach because then you can get the feedback as needed and pivot along the way. Now, paid ads, I think is really interesting because especially if you have a local presence, I think that you should absolutely try to do paid ads because just the other day I was on TikTok and I'm rarely on TikTok, but I happened to be on there and there was an ad that popped up for a chiropractor that was locally. Now, how do they know I'm looking for a chiropractor? Nobody knows. Okay. But the thing is, Did you I was say like, it out loud somewhere. No, I don't know. You know, I do own that chirp wheel that's for my back. Huh. So I imagine that's like or is it's this somewhere a genius in local chiropractor yeah. targeting locals. Right. And I was like, hey, that is really smart because this was TikTok ads, not even Facebook ads. And I was like, okay, this is, you know, I think that it reaffirmed what I've always thought in that local really having local buckets that you do paid ads to is really smart for you to test out now it, it, and or retargeting, right? Some specific, some sort of parameters that you're able to do paid ads around. So paid ads is worth doing and it's less risk if you're able to do it locally, you're able to retarget, or you're able to do these things. Um, but otherwise it feels a little bit risky for me. And we we talk about it a bit in, um, in Multi-Stream Machine, but we usually sway towards organic because you're able to get that feedback and pivot as needed. 
Hey, Product Boss. Mina and I were just thinking about you and how oftentimes product-based business owners wear all of the hats in their business. I mean, we wear so many hats that we should be making hats and selling hats, right? That's how many hats we're wearing. Now, on top of that, you have to worry about keeping track of everything too. So wouldn't it be amazing if there was a way you could worry less about how to keep track of everything? There is, and it's HubSpot. Kind of like a house, it's all under one roof and even like a time machine because you're actually getting time back. And in reality, HubSpot is an all-in-one connected CRM platform that's easy to use, has no hidden costs, and keeps all of your teams and data and systems all on the same page. HubSpot helps your business grow and scale like never before. With HubSpot, ditch the countless hours managing multiple systems and focus on your time where it matters most, supporting and growing lifetime love from your customers. Learn how HubSpot can help your business grow better at HubSpot.com. Hey, Product Boss. I'm just going to jump in real quick to interrupt this episode because we have something really special coming for you. Now, you know that Mina and I host free workshops and free challenges multiple times a year to support you as you grow your product-based business. And they are totally free. Now, we want to encourage you to think bigger. We want to encourage you to join a community that is also trying to think bigger. That's going to be there to support you when things get hard and also cheer you on when you get those really big wins. Okay. Because Mina and I are here to help you build a dream life beyond your wildest dreams. All right. So we are hosting a free workshop series. It is called the product boss's guide to your best year yet. And we're sharing some of our biggest tips and tricks for you to have a breakthrough year in 2023. So if you want to get in for free, just head to theproductboss.com slash best to save your spot. And we're going to grow together this year. We are going to help you and encourage you to think bigger this year. You will no longer feel alone. So again, head to theproductboss.com slash best, or you can click the link in the show notes and we'll see you inside. So paid ads is not the only way to grow, but paid ads is a very usually surefire way to go. But the thing is, is that you need the budget. You need the finance. Mm -hmm. You have to be willing to risk money to make money. Um, And there's a lot of other things you need to have knowledge of ads. We do recommend a lot of people use agencies, for example, but we do have students that have done it themselves. But that is one of the typical ways, right? We think if I could just have the money to run ads, I'm going to attract my customers. And that is true. And it works sometimes for people. It doesn't work for others. There's You're always kind of being agile and, and changing things up. The thing is, is that as we grow our businesses, right, paid ads are going to cost more as well. So we want to make sure that you're using the same way that we talk about multi-stream machine, where you have multiple channels of sales, multiple places of visibility. We also want you to have multiple ways to get more customers Yeah. so that you're not reliant on a single one. So if something kind of pops out a little bit, like if it doesn't work well, like we had um, one of our students that sells blankets, she did really well on Facebook ads until she didn't. So then Mm -hmm. she had a really great way of using these other things that she learned within multi-stream machine to keep getting more customers until she was able to work out the ad system. Yeah. I mean, we have masterminders that are even trying out Google ads, for example. So this is an overall, you know, umbrella of paid ads that we're talking about. It's just one of the ways of these five different ways that we're talking about today, but it's worth considering. Yeah. Okay. Next one. The fourth one is partnerships and collaborations. So partnerships and collaborations to get more customers. Right. This is something that I like to talk about 
um, for sure, because I think that this this is kind of evolving a little bit, but it stays true to what we teach in Multi-Stream Machine is the idea of it being a true collaboration, you know, and we will go into that, you know, for our students in there, but really thinking about, okay, how can I really make this an ideal partnership and how can I make it where it's a win-win scenario for myself, my customers and my partner that I'm partnering up with, you know, whoever that partner is. Right. So if you think about partnerships and collaborations, for example, there are brands that we have discovered before because they have done some sort of collab Mm -hmm. with another brand. Um, I'm trying to think like who would have been like crossovers. Uh, Well, one of the ones was, um, was Adidas and Farm Rio. Right. No, and I was actually, trying to find another example that wasn't. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Um, but Adidas and Farm Rio did a collaboration, and they actually, what's so funny, I didn't tell you this. I saw some of their pieces in Nord, uh, Nordstrom Rack. Oh, so they overbought, you know, maybe. Yeah. And so um, I thought that was really interesting where it's like apparel and two di- like a design designer versus a. Um, you know, bigger brand, like a sportswear brand. That's then, a bigger brand. Do we have an example of a smaller brand? Gosh. Okay, Target. Let's go back to Target. So Target back, back, back in the day, right? One of their very first collabs was with Joy Cho of Ojoy. Oh She's been on the podcast. And Joy Cho has also collaborated with Band-Aid, for example. So that's the idea of like Band-Aid trying to be cool to their customers by collaborating with Joy Cho and vice versa. Joy Cho of Ojoy and her beautiful prints, she was able to get in front of like the general public with Band-Aid. So the idea of getting more customers comes down to collaboration. and, And this is part of in our trends and predictions for this year, collaborations and partnerships are going to be essential because it's going to be hard individually to get new customers by ourselves. There's a big thing that they have to overcome to know, like trust us to decide that they're going to spend more money with us as small businesses versus just going to the local Walmart and buying something cheap. But if you do a collaboration or a partnership with a similar, with like a brand with similar customers. I have some examples I wanted oh, okay. to share. Okay. So I had written these down in my notebook. So if you saw me over here, I was had my notebook because I shared this with our multi-stream machine students. So I'll share them with you. Two of them that I thought were really interesting. Uh, one was Parade and, S- and, and Essie, which is like that nail polish brand. So they did a self-care package. Parade is like, lim- is like underwear. It's like lingerie. Okay. And so they did limited edition underwear and nail polish self-care package. Right. So I thought that was cool. Another one, which I think that James has this, was Mirror, the exercise thingy. Oh, my with, husband. Yeah. yeah. Uh, with Lululemon. So they did the at home fitness mirror thing with Lululemon. And Lululemon did like you could sign up for like subscriptions and then also like special events and early access and, and whatnot. So I thought that was really interesting because they're not of the same category, but they have the same target audience, you know? Yeah. Or if you think about Peloton, Peloton has built up their own quote unquote celebrity um, trainers within the Peloton Mm -hmm. app. And now those celebrity trainers, when I say celebrity, they're just famous within the Peloton world, but then they're off doing their own thing and bringing people over to Peloton. And then Peloton also gets to benefit from being with them. Yeah. So you might be thinking, but I have a small business, but how? I'll tell you that their students in multi-stream machine, but they also worked with us in our mastermind. We had a gift store work with one of our candle makers. Mm-hmm. They're both their students and our gift store went to the candle maker. Instead of that gift store trying to figure out 
how to make candles, where to buy them from. She collaborated with the candle maker and the candle maker made, um, you know, uh, products specifically for her. Yeah. For her brand. For her brand. And it's Mm -hmm. in collab, right? It might be like store X candle maker and it comes together. So when you're thinking about how to get more customers, and again, this goes back to multi-stream machine, we teach this so specifically in our modules is how to get in front of other people's audiences. Mm-hmm. And uh, and partnerships and collaborations are one of the ways that it's not going to cost you as much money as like a paid ad sort of campaign, but rather it's a collaboration or a partnership that you can come together. And we see this happen within our... It's our private multi-stream machine Facebook community. So many people in there are so supportive of each other. And we see these collaborations happening. We see these partnerships. We see things during the holidays where they all come together. We had a food food group of companies and they mm-hmm. all did a reel together and they tossed a spoon to each other. Yeah, a literal spoon. And a literal <laughs> spoon, but it was part of like a really cute collaborative um, reel, TikTok, that then drove customers to follow them and to buy from them. Yeah, in a really simple way. Yeah. Okay, last but certainly not least, and this is the one that is so great because this will never die. And that is customers telling customers. Which we right? call raving fans inside of Multi-Stream yeah. Machine. Right, it's that word of mouth that is so important because it has inherent trust value to it. Yeah. So when my sister tells me about, dare I say Farm Rio again? <laughs> I was going to say an ice roller because I have one okay. I just put in my freezer this morning. <laughs> oh, you do? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It okay. Let's, like three let, years after listening let's to you talk that about one. ice yes. rollers. So the ice roller is something that I saw one of my like high school friends. I wouldn't even call her my, somebody who went to high school with me. I shouldn't that even you, say high school That you friend. follow on Facebook. Yeah, that she happens to be, you know, Facebook friends with me. And um, and they use the word friends, right? And I saw her using this ice roller on her face. And I was like, hmm, what's that? So I got the ice roller because she influenced that decision. And now, by the way, this was years ago before oh, yeah. you could find them in like TJ Maxx. Before so they like, were even known as creators, you know? Yeah, but, like this, influencers. but I'm, I'm talking about the product, not her. Yeah, yeah. Before, yeah, before ice rollers were a thing. Yeah, so you had seen somebody who had discovered this product that was a raving fan of this product and happened mm-hmm. to like it so much. She wasn't, they went on social. she literally was, it wasn't like she was like trying to sell it. She literally was just talking about like her morning or something and using it on her face. And I was just like, oh, look at this, you know, thinking that. So it wasn't like she was like, you know, hey, get ready with me. This was before get ready with me was a thing <laughs> too, you know? So yeah. And then now I've talked about it for years. I've talked about that story and how we all have this you know, whether we believe it or not, we have this scope of influence, right? And now, even now, what's so crazy is that I use that ice roller actually for my anxiety. And I I do it across my chest where there's this specific nerve that I can't remember the name of off the top of my head that you can calm yourself down by rolling coldness on there. And you can do it on the back of your neck too, because it kind of like resets your central nervous system where it's like, ooh, it's calm down. Your nerves are crazy right now. And, you know, it kind of like um, tamps your anxiety. Thanks, thanks, Lauren, for that tip. Yeah. So Lauren was the one who is our second in command. She told me about the back of the neck. Yeah. The the chest one was um, this person TikTok. I follow on... No, this person I follow on Instagram. Her name there is Ashley go. Reeves. Yeah. And so she was using the ice roller for that. And now listen to me. I'm telling you all the goodies of all the things I've learned from this ice roller. I could, you know go on and on about this ice roller. Millions of people. (laughs) Millions of people. (laughs) 
So, so look for an affiliate link in the show notes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we don't have one. And eventually I bought one from TJ Maxx. So, so the idea of customers selling customers. Okay, so let's go back to Farm Rio. So okay. um, Farm Rio is a brand that if you work with us in our mastermind, you know we've talked about this as yeah. an example. But that's because Mina and I became raving fans. I think, did I know about it first or we kind of discover it together because we share an Instagram account? I feel like I... I found out about it in... One of us found out about it. Yeah. Um, I know that when I used to go to Nordstrom's, like they had a small section of it there. So I actually got to see it in person, which was after I'd only seen it online. So I wasn't going to buy it online because I didn't know how it fit me. And then I eventually found it in stores. I was able to try it on, see how it fit. Now then... And Mina started wearing it. So now you see us in person. We're typically both wearing it, like whatever Mm -hmm. the updated version is. But then in our... We are in a mastermind that we pay for. And we wore it to one of the first sessions. And then come the next like in-person group we went to, another woman was wearing it. Mm-hmm. And now like we've influenced a circle of women that like multiple people are wearing the brand and they know it, they recognize it, and they say the name. Now we talk about it on the podcast. We use it as examples when we're teaching. Um, we wear it in real life and then people ask us about it. And so we are raving fans and we are customers. Now- they have blown up too at the same time. So it wasn't just all due to us, believe it or not. No, um, obviously. No, I mean, but if only they knew. <laughs> but just imagine the amount of people that they probably have thousands, hundreds of thousands of raving fans that they built from two people, myself and Jacqueline. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're the first. But, but. Think about how hard it is for us to all acquire one new customer. Yeah. Now, let's say you acquire one new customer and that new customer, call her Jacqueline or Mina, becomes mm-hmm. a raving fan, starts to wear it, loves it, loves the customer service, the quality of the product, whatever it is, wears it, and then two people ask what they're wearing and then they tell them about it. Those are advertising dollars you didn't need to spend. Those are cold calls you didn't need to make. Those are pieces of content you didn't have to do. Those are affiliates and partnerships and and collabs that you didn't have to do because your customer is doing the work. So now imagine that one customer telling two people and then those two people each telling two people. Now we're getting into math. So it's two, four, five, six, seven people now knowing about the brand because of word and mouth. So we talk about this in one of our modules inside of Multi-Stream Machine, which is literally titled Raving Fans. Because that is our goal. Actually, we talk a few. I thought you were going to mention. We talk about it about in our old school. We call it "quote unquote" old school too. How to um, basically word of mouth, word of mouth, you know, in the sphere of influence and and all of that. So um, we talk about it a lot, actually, throughout there because it's tried and true, and it's probably the best one. If you yeah. can get somebody to talk about you naturally and organically, like Jacqueline was saying, that is worth its weight in gold because, you know, yeah. you well, didn't you have know to spend it. So yeah. to kind of it's marry trusted. these all, all, mm-hmm. all together and then sort of wrap is that what we're seeing now as a trend is that customers are more likely to interact with and buy from pieces of content that are creating not, created not from the brand, but from a like user-generated content. Meaning... Mina creates a video about her Farm Rio dress, posts mm-hmm. it, Farm Rio sees it and says, oh, hey, Mina, can we use this and post it? More people are going to be more likely to buy something from a video created by a, a user or a content creator than they are for those highly produced videos that they might do with like a photographer out in the middle of the desert. So, so for all of you making content, making paid ads, working with affiliates and partnerships, 
all of those could almost be like wrapped up if you could get the raving fans that are actually creating the content for you, you can actually distribute that amongst all the things people are really attracted. So raving fans is probably one of the most important things that we want you to create. Mm -hmm, For sure. Okay. So run down cold calls, make content, paid ads, partnerships and collaborations and customers telling customers, aka raving fans. So those are the five ways just off the top of our heads. You know, Just thought we we had no prep for this. (laughs) Of course we did. But we hope that this was helpful to get more customers. And if you need help converting those customers, making more sales, growing your business, come hang out with us in the workshops and inside of the challenge. We're so excited for the thousands of you that have already signed up. And those of you that are still joining, it's not too late. So come hang out with us in there and we'll see you inside. Totally free. We'll see you in there. Thank you for being here and listening all the way through the Product Boss Podcast. If you love our show and it has helped you in any way in your business, would you mind doing two things for us? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Reviews help other product entrepreneurs know that this is the place to be to grow their businesses and realize that they're not alone. And we know that you all know that a five-star and honest review helps you sell more products to more people. So you know that your reviews help us reach more listeners around the world. Remember, what we give is what we receive. And we are all about helping each other in the Product Boss community. We are all in this together. We would be so appreciative of you if you could take the time right now to subscribe, leave a review, and even share this episode on social or someone you know so we can impact more lives. And remember, subscribing means that you will get notified each time we release a new episode so you never miss a thing. You have helped us grow and climb into the top 10 of all marketing podcasts and together we can keep climbing. Thank you, friends. And remember, there is room at the top for all of us.